Hey, everybody. Welcome to the World Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that this message blesses you, inspires you, and more than anything, helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information and resources, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. How is the glorious and powerful church, the church that is without spot or wrinkle? That's who we are. How are you? Good, 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 good. That's who we are. Glorious church, a powerful church, the church, the body of Christ. We are the fullness of him who fills all in all. So say that person next to you, you are the fullness of Christ. That's who we are. And, you know, I like what, I like what Apostle Paul says in, Phil, in Philippians chapter 3. He says, you know, he says, I don't, he says, I don't pretend that I've arrived, you know, and I'm perfect. He says, but one thing I do do is, he says, I forget everything that's behind. Everything that's behind is everything from yesterday and actually everything from the la- the, what I just got done saying. I leave everything behind, and I press forward to the mark of the high calling. And then he goes on to say, but we who are perfect, I, li- I like how he says that. I don't pretend I'm perfect, but then he says, but we who are perfect, you know, we who are mature, because living in who we are has to start with believing what God says about us. It really does, it really does. So we have to believe what God says about us. And we're not saying that we've arrived but we're perfect. We're mature because that word perfect means mature. We're mature. And, and, and if I believe that I'm mature, then I'm going to act like a mature son and daughter of God. So we have to start believing. You know, even when you don't feel like it. By the way, I'm Apostle Kim, for those of you who don't know. They just sent me up here and said, go for it. And I said, oh, really? Really? And so... It's a pleasure to be with you guys. It really is. It's a pleasure to be with family. We had the privilege of going to Mexico with our World Harvest family in Mexico, Acuna, Mexico, which is just across the border from Del Rio. Anybody been down there by the border? That's a whole different world. That's a fun world. We have a wonderful Mexican family. You guys would not believe the family that we have down there. So anyways, we had the privilege of going down there and being part of Pastor Marco's wedding. And so we just, we just followed the Holy Ghost and we married him. And then we ordained Lucero as a pastor next to her husband. And that, that was just so fun. You know, you just, you know, you just convert a wedding into an ordination service. And it was really fun because that's the church was there, you know, their, their family was there. And um, so that was really cool. Pastor Bob and Char were, they were there too. We had lots and lots of fun, just lots of fun, like in the park too. We had lots of fun. It was fun being in the park. So anyways, we have to start believing what God says about us. A lot of times we don't feel like it. And a lot of times even our, our circumstances don't look like what God has said about us. But we have to choose to believe we have to choose to believe. You know, we can't, we can't live in hope. Hope gives us the possibility to believe, but it has to get to the point where we decide to believe. And when we believe, when we believe and when we stand in a strong belief of what God says, because, you know, you know, God can't lie. 
So when he says that we are the church, we are the body of Christ, the fullness of him, the fullness of Christ, uh, the one who fills all in all, we have to start saying that. That's who we are. That's who we are. We are the glorious church. We are the church, the one that Jesus Christ paid a price to present us to himself, you know, us to himself as a church that is without spot or wrinkle. So if I believe that about myself, I'll quit walking in the spots and the wrinkles, and I'll start, start walking who I am, you know, because that's who I am. You are who God says you are. Whether you believe it or not, you are who God says you are. And my husband, Apostle Martin, um, we've, been, we've been traveling to um, our World Harvest family in Junin, Argentina. We were traveling every two weeks on Saturday and Sunday. And he, he taught a series to them about living in the present um, Living in the, I had to translate it, living in the present thought of God, living in the present, living in the present thought. There's so many of us that are living in a, a, a past present. We're living in the present, but we're just carrying all this stuff from the past. And there's a lot of children of God who live in a past future. They're pushing everything off that is present into the future. And so one day, one day we'll get there. One day I'll live that. One day. No, no. Believe what God says. And then we'll be able to start living the present present. Okay? Well, I just want to share a few things with you. It may not, you know, you may say, where, were, where was the line where she was trying to go? We're just making a salad. You know, or a stew, you know, where you just kind of throw all kinds of things in, you know, and it's really, really good. We're just going to do that. So I just want, because I have a few things on my heart that I want to share with you. And um, they are all re related one with another some way or another, but they may not be point one, point two, point three. So one of the first things I want to share with you is a prophetic word that God spoke about three, three weeks ago, and I believe it is for our World Harvest family. And it was that God was bringing us, bringing in, bringing us back into the revelation of the purity of the vision, the vision that he's given us. He's given us a vision. It's the World Harvest family. And the vision is not, uh, it's not more important than God, but the vision is the heart of God. And in the heart of God, uh, the whole vision is, is, is focused on people. And so when we are returning to the purity of the vision, we're returning to the purity of his heart for people. You know, sometimes we, we get into things and we, in our temporal lives, they start distracting us and we start um, um, doing what we need to do, but our heart is no longer in it. And so he's bringing us back to the purity of the vision. So I was just thinking about that, you know, because the vision reveals the Father's heart, the Father's heart for people, people in the church, people, first of all, people outside the church, then people in the church, people in the church, people outside the church, and then people, you know, because we preach, that's people out there. We pastor and we pay, prepare, that's us in here. And then we plant church, we plant churches, we plant we plant friendship encounters, and that's for people out there. That's providing another opportunity for pe people to have an encounter with the love of the Father. And then we just bring everybody, people here, people out there, into purpose. So that's preach, pastor, prepare, plant, and purpose. 
We were just talking with Pastor Shar the other day that even in Spanish, it, they're all P's too. How, you got, how, how do you do that? Now, I don't know how that's going to work when we get into Chinese and Italian. <laughs> that could be a little scary. But wouldn't that be amazing if you could do it, you know, because it's predicar, pastorear, plantar, preparar, plantar y propósito. That is preach, pastor, prepare, plant, and purpose. Get everybody into the God-given purpose. Purpose makes you to live in the fullness of well-being because there's, it brings significance to your life. It's, that's why I'm here. That's why purpose is so important. But we can't discover purpose until we, for sure, we know who we are. Because without identity, we can't discover purpose. So, so anyways, that, that's just one of the things I want to share with you. Just our vision as a World Harvest family, it reveals the Father's heart. So we, we need to stay in the purity of the vision. It's focused on people. It's focused on the person that's sitting next to you, sitting behind you, on the person who's not here, the person who's going to be here tomorrow, the person who goes to our friendship encounters but don't come to celebrations yet. It's focused on them. It's focused on all those people out there that need to hear good news. You know, Stacy said something today. She said that we need to get into the Word. Do you know that the Word is a person? Sarah, I mean, sorry. Sorry, Sarah, where are you? There you are. Oh, you're baptized. No, we're not going to baptize. Sarah. Yeah. Sarah said, you know, we need to get in the Word. But one of the other things I want to share with you is about God is making small adjustments in the, in, in the way we have always understood things. He's making small adjustments. I'm going to share one of the small adjustments, and I'm going to get back to the Word, Okay. So if I don't get back to it, remind me, all right? I want to show, I want to show something that a small adjustment that, that God made in my heart uh, just, just not too long ago. And it is the fact that we say, and I, want you to get, I don't want you to get uptight about what I'm going to say. I just, I'm just sharing what God revealed to me, okay? And I, I hope he reveals it to you. Because these small adjustments that the Holy Spirit is making, it's to bring us in to a more fullness of, 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 of truth. It's like when you have, you know, we were down in Mexico and they have these ladies have the fans, you know, and you know that those, have you ever, have you ever seen one of the Spanish ones where they whip those babies out and they just, no, you know, there are areas of our lives that sometimes we're, we're just opening up a little bit. You know, you open up a little bit of the fan and you know, it's just like, it doesn't, doesn't do anything doesn't do anything. So we really need to open up the whole aspect of it. And that's what God does with adjustment. I had, I had that written down, that the Holy Spirit is, is bringing the body into small adjustments that bring about great revelation. And then, um, this morning, I had an opportunity to go to Dr. Dave. What does he do? Adjustments. You know? And I thought, wow, you know, it happened to be this morning and I was talking with him, meditating. We were talking with the Holy Spirit about adjustments, small adjustments that bring us, if we meditate on them, if we just don't say, oh, it's the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing when you have half a quarter of an inch 
your leg is your whatever is not, and then your leg is a quarter of an inch longer, you know, it's not the same. You say, oh, it's the same. It's no big deal. Ah, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. And pretty soon you're going to have pain in your back, right? You're not going to be living in, in, in the fullness of well-being. Well, that's, a, that's the same with our lives when the Holy Spirit wants to make adjustments. And that's what Revelation does. Revelation makes adjustments in, the, in our perspective of things so that we can see a greater perspective of what is really, really going on. Thank you, sir. You're a very handsome man. <laughs> so anything, anyways, one of, the, one of the things that the adjustments that uh, the Holy Spirit was making in me, and I'm still meditating on it, was that when we use the phrase... Make Jesus Lord. Yeah, guys, confession. I like confession. Raise your hand. You ever said that? We, we just need, you need to make Jesus Lord of your life. You say, okay, raise your hand. Come on, come on. Right? The truth of it is, we can't make Jesus Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. All right, now meditate and say that. Well, yeah, but we're talking about, no, 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 stop. He is Lord. So what do we need to do? Recognize him and his lordship, which is different. Because when we make, we're saying that we have the power to make him something when really he already is that. He is Lord. Now, now you think about that and you, and you think about that. What is, what is the Lord? Somebody who has dominion over an area. That is what a Lord is. <clears throat> Something that we are called to be kings and priests. Kings have authority over a dominion. And somebody who has a, is owner over, over a dominion, over a geographical thing, they were called lords. Okay? Kings have authority and they're owners of a geographical place, they're kings, and because they own property and they have dominion, they were called lords. We are kings and priests to our God. We have been given a, a space of authority. Funny that we're, uh, well, he does say that he is, he is king of kings and lord of lords. But do you know that he is lord, which means he is the owner. He is the owner. He is the owner of our lives. So if I can just, rather, rather than saying, let's, let's think about the fan again. And we have, let's just say that we have several fans. You know, the little Mexican, Spanish fans, you know. You know? And we have several of them. We have our, our life, our identity. We have our marriage. We have our family. And our family is our role of mom, dad, kids, whatever. We have our finances. We have our work. We have our... Uh, all that. All that and all that is spiritual. Because it's not, then we have our church life. No, no. We are spiritual. We are the church. We are the church that goes out into society and preaches good news. Goes out into society and is light. You're light. Whether you think it or not, you are. Believe what you say. 
what God says about you. Think, I am light. I don't feel like light, but I am light. I am light, which means I change the environment where I go because I am light. Well, Jesus is Lord. He is Lord of our lives. He is the owner of our lives. Now, rather than saying, because when I say, I, excuse me, I'm going to use one of these. Okay, this is Sunday. This is Saturday. Saturday is gone. So, well, Saturday's here. So anyways, we've got, we've got, we've got our, we got these different areas of our lives, right? I'm going to make a little fan quick here. And a lot of times what we do when we think about making Jesus Lord, all we do is we say, okay, God, here is an area of my life. And we say, we say, be Lord. And that's all we do. No, he's the owner of all of this. And when I can recognize him as owner of all of this, then I receive the benefits of him being Lord. Because his lordship is not a control issue. His lordship is not an authority issue. It is a love issue. His lordship is based on love. And so he says, you're mine, and so I'm going to care for you. But when I do this and say, yeah, take care of that. Yeah, you're Lord. You're Lord. You're Lord. No, I need to say, no, you are Lord, and you're Lord of all of it. Because when I recognize that, so I, I, I encourage you to say, you need, rather than saying, make Jesus Lord of your life, say, recognize Jesus Lord of your life, because he is Lord. And there's a lot of, lot, of, lot of people who have never had an encounter with the love of God, and so they don't know that he is Lord. They don't know this. But there's a lot of children of God that have done this. They've said, you are Lord, and they do this. And they only open up a small aspect of their life. And so Jesus Christ is saying, no, I am Lord. I'm Lord over all of it. Give me all of it. If you give me all of it, then you can experience all the benefits of my love. And if not, you're going to keep part of this under your control and you're going to suffer because my Lordship is based on love. It's not based on authority. It's not based on control. It's based on his love for God so loved that he gave. Okay, so those are the small adjustments that are, that are being made, that, that the Holy Spirit is saying, okay, that's great, make Jesus Lord. Let's adjust it. Let's recognize him as Lord. Because when I understand that, then what, what, what happens? It, because if I have to make him Lord, now listen to this. Why is this so important? Because if I have to make him Lord, I'm trying. No, we're trying, okay? So I'm trying to make him Lord, but I'm only seeing, I'm not seeing a, a big benefit of his Lordship yet. So that makes me be responsible for what's wrong with these other, this other part. Why isn't this other part functioning? Why isn't this other part receiving the benefit of his of his lordship if I'm the one who has to make him lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because it puts it back on me and I'm trying. 
But then I'm thinking, well, there must be something where he's not Lord of my life. And then I start, rather than evaluating, I start questioning. And when I question myself, then I get into my past. Rather than saying, no, no, if I evaluate, I'm going to evaluate my future, my, my present. Okay, is there something that the Lord has spoken to me that maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not doing or I've, I forgot to do or, or, or whatever? But when I start questioning because I have to make him Lord, and I say, but this is not functioning. This is not, I'm not seeing the blessing here. And I, oh, I have to make him Lord. Okay, well, there must be a narrative in my life where he's not Lord. No, he is Lord. So all I have to do is come into agreement with him. You are Lord. You are Lord. Lord, I don't see the full benefit, but you are Lord. You are Lord. So I open it all up to you. I open it all up to you. This area of my life, my family, my health, my future, what, you're, what, you've, what you have for me. I open it all up and I come into agreement that you are Lord. You are the owner. And not only that, because you are the owner and because your lordship is based on love, I can have complete confidence in the fact that you have gone before me and you provided for everything and then you came back. I want to tell you a story, another adjustment. You know, you know, Paul talks about running the race, you know, running the race. You know, like an athlete, got to run the race and, you know, you guys like to run the race? You know what I did when I was in high school? We were going to do a marathon. Cross country. No, it wasn't a marathon. It was cross country. I was probably 16. So what we did with my friends, we were going to a Christian school in Chitek. And so what we did is our principal, he would send us out. You know, because, you know, you had this competition with different Christian schools where we were just a small school. We, you know, we competed against some big schools, and we were just, just a small school. And so everybody had to do everything. You know, you're going to do this, and you're going to run cross country, and you're going to play volleyball, and you're going to play basketball. And, you know, we were, not, we, were not, we were not professionals. We weren't even amateurs. We were just high school students that wanted to get through school. So we did this cross country and that we had to run two, um, probably there were probably four blocks, but because it was on the outskirts of the town, there was like two blocks that, that were cleared property, no houses, so the principal could see us. But then we got into the second two blocks that was trees. No, we had to actually run six. It was six and then come over and come back. So when we got into the second two blocks that was covered with trees, we started walking. <laughs> and then we cut corner on the fourth block, rather than going the two more, we cut. And then when we were coming out on the side where the principal could see us, then we would start running again. <laughs> you know how well that worked and we had to do the competition? Yeah, we almost passed out. <laughs> Obviously, we didn't win. No, we didn't, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. But one of the, one of the other things, I, I wanna, I, why did I bring this up? Because one of the other adjustments that it, in our adjustment of revelation, how revelation comes in, and we need to be, church, we need to be very careful, and we need to pay, pay attention. We need to pay attention because sometimes we say, it's the same. 
No, it's not the same. It's not the same making him Lord than saying, no, he is Lord. He is Lord, whether I recognize it or not. But it really benefits me if I recognize that he is. He is my owner because his lordship is a lordship of love. And the other day I was listening to somebody and, and they made an adjustment. The teaching made an adjustment in me. And it was, um, he was telling this story about how he was preparing for a message and a news popped up saying this happened on the 22nd of, I think it was the 22nd of March in California, that there was a 26.2 marathon. And a 45-year-old lady, a 45-year-old lady, yeah, that's right. Because when you say old lady, no, it's a 25-year lady. Because <laughs> it doesn't sound right, old lady. 25-year lady, old lady, who ran the marathon. And when she got across the finish line, she collapsed, and she ended up dying. Running after running 26.2 kilometers, she crossed the finish line, and she, this, is, this is true, happened in California, you can Google it. I Googled it. He said it, I Googled it. I made sure that it, was, that, was, that it was like that, and it was. She collapsed, and they took her to the hospital, she died. And this, and this, and this preacher said, God, he said, that is so sad. You know what God said to him? He says, I see that every single day. And then listen to what, listen what he said. He said, I see my children running with their effort and their strength and they're trying and trying to get to the finish line. And they die before they get over there because they don't know that the, be, the starting line and the finish line is one in the same. Now think about that. Think about that. Because you say, what's the big deal? What is the big deal? Is that I don't have to put out the effort, my effort, my strength. I don't have to say, I have to do this. The race that I'm running is a race that our Jesus already ran for me. He won it for me. He came back and he said, now start. And when I start, it's finished for me. I have to walk it out, yes, but not with my strength, not with my figuring it out, not with me saying, how am I going to be able to do this? I have to realize that there is no present without, first of all, an end that was already finished in Christ. And then God came back and said, okay, let's start it. And that's what he did with the world. Because Jesus Christ was, was the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Jesus said, God, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God's Son, Holy Spirit said, let's make man. And they said, okay, how are we going to fix this? Jesus says, I'll go to the cross and I'll die for him. And so he was slain before the foundation of the world. Then Jesus came back and said, okay, let's make man in our image. Your life, my life, church, if we can get this, it will bring us into a place of rest. We're saying, the race that I'm running is the race that Jesus already won. It's the race that he already finished for me. He already ran it for me. I can walk in peace. I can trust. It's going to be okay. You know, I opened up 
my, every area, every aspect of my life to the Lordship. And it's the Lordship of love. So I can trust. I am, I know, I, how many of you have ever struggled thinking that you're not guided by the Holy Spirit? Yeah, uh, let's see the hands. Let's do confession, you know? I love confession. Every once in a while, I make our church do confession. Come on, guys, raise your hands and keep them up. We've struggled. We've struggled with hearing the voice of God. We've struggled with, are we being guided by, by the Holy Spirit? But do you know what God says about you? He says you hear his voice and you follow him. I need to come in agreement with that. And when I feel confused, when I feel uncertain, I need to say, God, I believe what you said. Even though I'm not feeling it, I believe what you said. You say, I hear your voice. You say that, you say that I follow you. You say that I am your sheep and that the Holy Spirit lives in within, within me and that I have the mind of Christ, which means I think, his, I think Christ's thoughts. Amen? That's important. That's very, very important because that is the good news. That is the good news. Knowing that our starting line and our finish line is one and the same. You know, when, 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 um, when I heard this, this guy say that, um, I thought about how our perspective of the kingdom is. You know, the Bible says that we were taken out of the kingdom of darkness and we were put in the kingdom of light. Right? 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 I don't know what your perspective of kingdom of darkness was, but I always had this one idea. You know, this kingdom of darkness was kingdom of darkness. You know? But do you know that darkness was not created and darkness cannot be measured you can't measure darkness. The scientific de definition of darkness is the absence of light. Nothing else. But you can measure light. So we were taken out of a place where there was an absence of light. And we were placed into a kingdom of light, which makes it easy for me to see. And so sometimes it seems like it's hard to see. That is true. But there is a higher truth that says I'm placed in the kingdom of light and which means if it's light if I'm light Christ in me my hope of glory he's light I'm light we are one which he put me in a kingdom of light which means I will I see which means understand me I see which means if I don't see I will see because I see get it Want me to say it one more time? You and I see. Sometimes in this natural life, we don't see. We don't see what we're supposed to do, how we're going to do this, how we're going to, you know, fix this, how are we going to, how is this going to get fixed, how are we going to do all this? We don't see. But because I do see, I do see. You do see. You see. That's who you are. You're a child of God. You see. You do see, which means if there's a situation where I can't see, I will see. And so I just rest. I will see. I'll get it. I'll get it. He'll guide me. And that is 
rest. Because when we get out of rest, then we start putting out effort. And we start running a 26.2 marathon with our strength, with our effort. And it's going to kill us. It's going to kill us. It's going to push us where we don't, we don't have what it takes to live a life as a child of God. It's live a life in a, from a spiritual realm as a child of God with natural effort. You can't do it. And a lot of Christians are trying to do it, trying to do it. I have to believe God more. I have to do this. I have to. I have to. I have to. No, you are. So be. And because you be, you do. You know, it's easy. But when you have to, I have to. I have to have more faith. I have to declare more. I have to do this. I have to do the other thing. No, you are. But I haven't arrived. No. But you are. So agree with God. And then, it, because it's him working in us. It says that it's his power working in us. It's not my power. I can't do it. You know, we all know that by grace, listen to this, another adjustment. By grace, we are saved by faith. And that, not of yourself, not of works, lest what? This is King James. I learned it since, since childhood, so it's still King James. <laughs> not of works, lest any man should boast. So we know I can't get saved by my efforts. But then after we get saved, then we try to live the Christian life with our efforts. How does that work? No, it's not my effort. It's his grace, his divine determination, and his influence in my heart. And what I do, what I do is I say, I'm not going to make him Lord over that area of my life. He is Lord. I mean, I can go out and do my own thing, but he's still Lord. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. You can, you can waddle around in the mud as much as you like, but I'm still owner. And you'll come one day. Remember the prodigal son? One day he woke up and he said, what in the world am I doing? And so that's important. Adjustments. Revelation that is bringing us into a, a perspective that's going to make it, it's going to simplify. Simplify. Be who you are. Be who you are. So, I'll end with this. Sarah said we need to get in the Word. In the beginning was the Word. I will say it one more time. This is an adjustment, just like Dr. Dave did to me. We need to get into the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. So what are you saying? You're saying, I can't get in the Bible? No, no, you get into the Bible. But when that was said, or when, when, when Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, he was not saying, he was, but by every, every verse in the Bible. There was no Bible. The Bible is very important, and you need to read it. 
But you know what? The Bible is only to bring you into an, an encounter with the Word, and the Word is a person. So every time you grab your Bible, say, Word, we're about to have an encounter. We're about to have an encounter. Because it is the Word that is light and life. And He's a person. He's a person. And, and it's easy, it's easy to, and I'm not saying, I mean, I, I, I probably hundreds of times said, make Jesus Lord. Then all of a sudden Jesus says, let's grow up. Let's get it straight. You know, let's get it straight. I am Lord. So when I can open this up and say, you know, God, here's, here's, here's my life. Here's here's." My family, here's my marriage, here's my money, here's this, here's this, that. When I can say, Jesus, here's, here's, here's my life. Open it all up. Because maybe I won't, I'm not experienced the fullness of his lordship, because his lordship is an issue of love. It's not an issue of control. He has no, he has no interest in controlling you. His interest is that you can walk in the fullness of freedom of who you are. Because um, Galatians says, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless, nevertheless I live. I was crucified. You were crucified. You died, I died. We were buried. We were, we were buried. We were, we were risen. We ascended. We're seated at the right hand of the Father. We ascend it. And, and so he says, with Christ, I'm crucified. Uh, with Christ, uh, how does it say? How does it say in English? With Christ, I am, cruci uh, I, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I see every, once, once I get the role, it's fine. <laughs> Nevertheless, I live. But what I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. See, God, Christ has faith in you. He knows who you are. He knows what he knows about you. So when you say, um, I, don't, I don't know, live in the faith of the Son of God, Christ, Jesus, you know, you know, you know about me. And I, I live in that. That's who I am. That's what's going to manifest. Because Church, we are the answer to that world out there. We, because anybody who is joined to Christ, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, is one spirit with him. So when they see me, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Then Jesus turned around and said to his disciples, as the Father sent me, I send you. John 20 22, 21, 22, something like that. Then he says, he says, so as, so the father sent Jesus. Jesus says, if you see me, you see the father. Jesus sends us. So if you see me, you see Christ. Right? And we are the answer. We are the answer. We are the answer. So, 
little adjustments, little adjustments. What are the three little adjustments that we made? What are they? Do you remember? Jesus is Lord. I can't make him Lord. It's not my effort. If I have an area of my life that's struggling, I can't make him Lord. I can only recognize you are Lord of this mess. So take it and help me. You know, because otherwise you're striving to see how, how can I make him Lord over this? No, you can't make him Lord over it. He is. Recognize it. This is, this is, this is a mess I've made. But you're Lord, so I recognize you. And I open it up and I say, I, I want to have experience the fullness of the benefits of your Lordship because it's based on love. What was the other one? The, this, our, the, the race that we're running here, our purpose here in, in this life, the starting line, our starting line and our finish line is one and the same. He's already done it. He's already provided he, he made sure before you were born, he made sure he went before you and fixed up everything. Oh, yeah, okay, well, GPS, recalculating, recalculating, let's get him back online. He recalculates all the time for us. But that recalculation was already in place before we were ever born. And then the other one, the last one, the word is a person. So every time I read the Bible, I'm going to say, Christ, I'm going to have an encounter with you through the inspired scriptures by the Holy Spirit. They're inspired by the Holy Spirit, but I'm going to get into the word, which is the person. Amen? Amen. Say, Father God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father God, for, for being your children. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you that you are so patient with us. And thank you, Father God, that we are where we need to be. We are where we need to be. We can have plain, full confidence, Father God, that we're not, we're not losing out. We're not getting behind. We are. We can come into agreement with you today and say, you are, Lord. And we open up the fan so that you have full access to every area of our lives and we recognize your lordship. We recognize your lordship. We recognize that, Father God, that you didn't allow us to even be conceived before you went out and you wrote everything in our book and provided for every single situation. There is nothing in our lives that we will ever face that there is not the provision of the Father's love to help us get through it and get out of it and be transformed. So, Father, I release that upon every single person. I thank you, Father God, for the adjustment that the Word is a person. It is you, Lord Jesus. It is you, Christ Jesus. You are the Word revealed, and you come, and you open up the Word, and you bring revelation. You cause light to come into our understanding, and in that light, it is our life. It brings us into abundance, life in life in abundance. You are that light, Christ Jesus, bringing revelation through our relationship with 
with you, the revealed word, the word made flesh, and you become flesh in us. You make yourself tangible. You make yourself real to each and every one of us, and you bring light into our understanding, and that light is life. That light is life. That light imparts life, and that life takes us from life and life in abundance. So I just release that upon every single person in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. If, do you guys have ministry team? Yeah? If anybody needs prayer, you guys just stand up. Go like this. Just like this, you know? This is like being excited. Adjustments. You know, go like this, make a few adjustments, okay? Now put the hand, you put your hand on the person next to you and just say, be, be all that you are. Be all that you are. Be free to believe everything that Christ already knows about you. En el nombre de Jesús. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> okay, if anybody wants prayer or needs prayer, you can come up and there's a ministry team that's going to be here. And if not, have an excellent and glorious evening. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any new messages. To learn more or to get connected with us, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time.